Talk with Rowan Said. Real, raw conversations about the television and film industry. Hey, 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 everybody. Uh, what's, good, what's, good, what's good? It's me, your girl, Ro. What's up, everybody? It's me, it's Seb. What's going on, Actor Land? Hey, everyone. It's me, MCDP. All right, all right, all right. It's good to have you guys here. Um, I'm going to take a minute uh, to share on my Facebook page. Y'all know I'm a, I'm a different generation, so take a second. But I want to say, hey, 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 everybody. Uh, we have such an amazing show today. Apologies in advance. Um, BJ LaFay is still on assignment, and Chanel won't be here tonight, but she sends her love. Um, so everybody, what's good? What's good? What's good? I'm going to drop out for a second. Somebody else take over, because you know I got to share. It's going to take me a second. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, my gosh. Let's see what we're going to do this week. All right, so we what? got three segments, so we got oh, everybody on it. We got like twenty minutes apiece. Oh my gosh! Wow. Oh, so how's, how's everybody's week been so far? As far as anything, any good news? Any uh, anything that you you learned and said? Okay, that's a lesson that I learned, and I won't make that mistake again. Uh-huh. Oh well, you know what? Uh, um, I got two auditions this week. So um, the one I did uh, a couple of days ago, it was great. Very, very good energy. Uh, feel real good about it. I tell you, um, you know, like I said, when I first got in here, uh, 2023 is going to be just go get them, go get them. And that's what happened that during the audition. But, you know, I my, my reader is Rose, So uh, she gives me everything that I need. And I turned it out. I think it's going I'm, to I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get some 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 uh, some feedback from it. Maybe not feedback, but but. Uh, a call back. Who knows? Who knows? But it was t- it was it was off the chain. I loved it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, loved same, it. Same for me. I mean, I, I mean, every day, you know, I I always try to think about something the positive, take the positive away from negative. And one thing I took away this week is to again enjoy my process, but don't let someone rush my process. Oh, um, on it. And mm-hmm. I just you know just literally felt that this weekend and it's okay to sometimes say i'm not at that stage yet i'm not at that level yet um not that you're trying to you know i mean always always feel like we got to challenge ourselves though but it's okay to tell somebody like yeah i'm getting there but you're not gonna you're not gonna rush me faster than i want to go that I'm, i'm ready to go right now because i feel like we just lose out on just settling in to understand a lot of times we just people just throw us into stuff and we, we speed up just to be ahead, but did we really understand and process what they taught us or mm-hmm. what we're learning? Or we're just trying to stay, uh, stay ahead just with everyone else? So I'm learning that it's okay to say, that's nice, but I'm not there yet. And when I get there, I'll get there. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. And I think I'm more, I'm getting better. I think um, being an adult now, it's still hard sometimes because I always respect my elders. But now I'm getting better as even as someone else know, like, hey, that's great. I'm glad. You're, you think I'm ready for X, Y, and Z? Um, I'm not. Okay. So. <laughs> I, wish, I wish that I had that level of maturity when I was your age. I honestly, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think I operated in the need, and I'm going to talk about that later in my segment, but honestly, I, I really advise a lot of things that you say that, you know, kind of resonate with me because I'm always, because now that I'm older, I'm working with people who remind me of myself, and so... I'm always saying, hey, tomorrow's not promises, just today. So you have to own today. Mm-hmm. And yesterday's gone. So we have to figure out where that lands for us. And so you knowing that, hey, look, I'm not in a race with anybody but myself. At the end of the day, and just because, and I'm not saying don't let people push you if you felt like you're ready to be pushed. But if you are not, if you're resistant, go with that. I'm, I'm learning to go with my gut a little bit better as I get older. Um, and it's really, really been paying off. I think we just have it for a reason. So um, I'm sorry if I interrupted. Were you finished? I'm so sorry. No, that was it. No, that was it. I think, and I'm getting, I'm getting better. Sometimes I still, you know, allow people to do it, but 
this weekend on Friday or Saturday yesterday hit me and I was like, you know, I'm not going to allow others to, I understand that you see, and that's for our audience, you can mm-hmm. see the potential in someone else, but if they don't see it in themselves yet, there's nothing you can do. There are certain things in myself, and I'm going to be very transparent, that I don't see yet. And some other people may see. And so they'll, they'll try to rush me to get there. And I'm like, I'm not there yet. And when I get there, I'll let you know. You'll see it. But I know you can see right in the future, but I can't see that right now. Yeah. Right now I'm not comfortable right now, and I want to be right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 I think that's normal because, um, you know, people on the outside on the outside, you know, they see your work. They 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 pretty much can tell um, this guy is talented. Right. But, you know, like you said, it depends on you. You know, if you not you know, if you feel mentally you're not there, you know, take your time. Don't don't rush. You're doing right. Well, mine this week was honest, just being honest with myself. That that was my biggest takeaway. I had an audition and it was interesting for lack of a better word and so i had to i had to look at it and say to myself what does interesting mean to me so i'm at a point in my life where i'm watching the roles that i take and then i'm watching my schedule normally i would cancel everything i had to do so you know of course when you get the audition they say to you what's your availability and so this one wasn't specific it said we need three weeks in the middle of a month and they couldn't tell me when and so, of course, I got I got obligations that I would normally cancel. But when I looked at it, mathematically, it didn't make sense. In my calendar, it didn't make sense. And so in the infancy of my career, I would have been like, yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 say I'm available. But no, this time I just said, no, I'm not available. There's a potential for conflicts. And financially, it didn't make sense to me. So I had to turn it down. And I was OK with it. Um, Back when I first started, and I mean back when The Wire was out, I used to go to the SAG after um, events in the in the DMV area. And the first thing at the first meeting I ever went to, they said, this will not be your last opportunity. But of course, when you want something so bad, every opportunity is like, oh, this is the one, this is the one, this is the one, this is the one. Yep. And now I realize this just ain't the one. Let somebody else have it. I'm going to, you know, I'll give that back to the universe so they can give it to someone else. And I will wait. For the one that's for me and so that was my takeaway for this week mm-hmm. um being okay and i want to thank you for sharing what uh erica bream said I, I read it as well on her instagram post and one of the things she said is it's okay to turn it down we're not gonna be mad at you and that was the thing because i was just like well i don't want to cancel because i'm a casting director and they might not want me no more or my agent gonna be this and i get it but when i did the math on it i was like i'm mm-hmm. sorry no i'd rather give you that out my pocket than to work with that so it, it was what it was. And it wasn't an insult. It was more when you're taking something that is, I'm going to say low budget, um, you got to realize if you're booked for a week, that means that's a week of something you can't take that's budgeted <laughs> at full scale. And so I had to look at it. And then I also know that I'm shaping my career. And so I've, I'm at a point now where I love y'all. Um, but one of the things I'm noticing is I don't want to be tagged as a co-star actor. There's a lot more to me than that. And so I want the opportunity to show you that. Not saying that, but when I look at a show and I get a co-star um, audition, and I think I said it to you, said, I mm-hmm. said, if I take this role, I can never be on that show as anything else. And people don't look at it. So if I take the role as the janitor and you see my face and hear my voice and they have a role that's right for me, mm-hmm. two months down the line, they're not going to call me because I've already been on the show. Yep. That is so true. So I not my... it logistically, but that was my takeaway. I'm sorry if it's so long-winded. No, no, no. That's 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 so true. I mean, I've knocked myself out of a few um, juicy, meaty roles myself, just taking some co-star roles. So you're right. You're totally on point on that. So if you're watching and you want to take away anything, that's one thing I would just take a note of. Um. All right, guys. I'm so excited about this this episode. I mean, I know we're minus two, but guess what? We're gonna make it do what it do. <laughs> um who wants to go first i guess i could ask myself that too um if nobody wants to go then i'll go i don't know if y'all want me to go yeah we yeah you take it over take it over let's see what you got all right so i'm ro and i'm i'm in the coach's corner and so um this week 
y'all know I have nothing else to do with my time but just study everybody's stuff. And some days I don't sleep because I'm so excited about the possibilities. And this week I had I was talking to a friend of mine and she was going through something, something at work, and she could not see past. She was in the forest, but she couldn't see past the tree. And no matter what I said, like she'd be talking about the story, what was going on in her world, and all of a sudden I say, stop. Stop. And she was complaining and she was hurt and she was nervous and she was everything. And I said, you know what? Susan Batson once told me that whatever your issue is in your real life, it will be your issue when you're acting. Hmm. So let's agree that acting it easy is easy because all it is is behaving as if the circumstances are real. So we're just pretending like kids do. Tell a kid that they riding a pony and they will hop around on a mop all day long. All day. So that is acting. They just believe it's my pony and they will have it. <laughs> like no tomorrow. <laughs> All right. So if acting is easy because we've been doing it since we were kids, that means that the actors that we look up to, they don't have anything that we don't because we were doing it as children too. The problem is, is that we have something they don't have. Y'all know what that is? Okay. Some societal blocks. We do have blocks. I love it. I love it. We do have blocks. And it's the stuff we carry around. We carry around fear, anxiety, excuses, doubt, worry, and all this other crap that they've given us, society has given us. Because when you have kids, when, when you're a kid and they say, that's not a horse, yes, it is. You can't tell that child that that mop is not a horse. Give a kid a box, buy an expensive toy in a big box, and watch them play with that box for seven hours and that toy sit in the corner. Because that box is a fork a house, a school, it's everything their imagination can be. And the only thing mm -hmm. that that they have, the actors that we look up to, that we don't, is their imagination is intact. Mm -hmm. So I look at it this way. As actors, it's our job to figure out what it is we're carrying around so we can toss it. Because if we don't toss it, we don't allow ourselves to play the way children play. Mm -hmm. So Every issue that is getting the way in the way of our acting is a thought. Fear, a thought. Excuses, a thought. Doubt, a thought. Issues, a thought. Need is a thought. I need this to happen for me. It's a thought. If we can control our thoughts, we can act because our thoughts control our reality. If I believe that I don't feel well, Guess what I ain't gonna feel with? Well, I don't feel so good today. If I believe that the sun is shining and it's gonna come out tomorrow, I don't care what happens outside. In here, the sun is shining. So we have to control our thoughts because if you look biblically, as a man thinketh, so he is. So if we believe that we are actually in that moment, we can we can control the thought. So if you think you're scared, then you're scared. If you think you're unworthy, then you're unworthy. If you have excuses, you have reasons not to do something. Hmm. All right. So you have to give your permission, yourself permission to put those thoughts out your head and move forward. As an actor, your number one job is to control your thoughts so you can discover the many ways the scene can play out. Okay. So thoughts show up in all your auditions and they show up in real life. Now, if you really pay attention to it, when you get to an audition, I know y'all hear it. I know I'm not on the weird voices. So I'm going to put myself out there. Mm -hmm. I have walked into the room, Julie Schubert's office, many a times, and I've been like, oh, please like me. Oh, please like me. I hope it's good enough. I hope it's good enough. I hope it's good enough. Oh, my goodness. I had a, my friend, the one I was talking about, she said, hey, Rose, should I do so-and-so? I said, who are you asking? <laughs> she said, I'm asking you. I said, but who am I to tell you what you should do? The question is, do you want to do it? Because if you, should isn't an answer. A, a question that's answerable. Should is my opinion of what you should be doing. But what I eat don't make you poop. So that being said, that same little voice that says they're not going to like you, hmm. it shows up in the audition room. Sure you're does. not good enough. It shows up at work. you at work and you like, dang, did I do this? I got to take it to my boss. And they teach us to be that way. You got to get your evaluation. Is, this, am I, is my work good enough? I'm doing the best I can. That's all I got. And that was my attitude. It's probably why I got no job now. But that's, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> the voice that says you're not right for that part. All of that is ego. So I want you to think about a minute. <laughs> ego has been on your payroll your entire life. 
you have given it permission to speak every day of your life. If you're 20, it's spoken for 18 years, ever since you could hear it. If you're 50, it's spoken for 48, 47, 46, whatever you can remember, because I know I can't remember anything past five. Um, so whatever I am, minus five. Um, but you've given it permission to live there, so you've gotten used to it. You've gotten accustomed to it, living in your head rent-free, taking mm -hmm. up space and saying what it want to say. So what, what I want to do is, is I want us to figure out how we can get rid of it, how we can put ego in our pocket. Now, it's going to climb its way back up, slide right here. Hey, bro. You know you can't do that, right? I'm, and I'm going to be like, yo, I don't want to hear what you got to say. I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't. Hmm. <laughs> so have that argument. All right. So I want us to do an exercise so that we can move our ego out the way. And y'all gonna have to entertain me. It is a five minute exercise, but I promise you it will be worth it. So that being said, um, hold on, because you know I'm not to get back where I was going. But it is. <laughs> All right. So uh, full disclaimer: this is not mine. I do not take any credit for it. This is the Fair Use Copyright Act, um, and essentially, and you'll see that disclaimer at the beginning of it. And then I want to share with you a link to a book that is going to change your world when it comes to that. Here we go. This is a visualization meditation. So find a comfortable position that will allow you to relax and imagine. Posture isn't as big of an issue here. So be comfortable. Now, take three deep home breaths. In, out, in, out. In, out. Picture yourself sitting in a safe place. It can be a real place that you know, or an imaginary place, or even a place that you've seen a picture of. As long as it feels warm, comfortable, and entirely safe. Sit in this space for a moment or so and feel the safety like a beautiful warm blanket envelop you. Oh, shiggity. My bad. <laughs> this is a visualization meditation. So find a comfortable position that will allow you to relax and imagine. Posture isn't as big of an issue here, so be comfortable. Now, take three deep home breaths. In, out, in, out, in, out. Picture yourself sitting in a safe place. It can be a real place that you know, or an imaginary place, or even a place that you've seen a picture of. As long as it feels warm, comfortable, and entirely safe. Sit in this space for a moment or so and feel the safety like a beautiful warm blanket envelop you. Into this space comes a wise, caring being. This could be someone you know, a teacher, a friend, an animal, or even a vision Whoever or whatever it is, it has a beautiful, benevolent presence. This wise, caring being sits in front of you and looks you in the eye. You feel even warmer and safer. This being asks you to give it something that you've been hanging on to a burden 
that's been really difficult for you to let go of. You hand them this burden and they lay it on the ground. The wise, caring being asks you for another burden that you've been clinging to. And again, you hand it to them and they lay it on the ground. You notice your breath is a little lighter and you feel a little warmer. Then the wise being says to you, I have a gift for you for being so brave in releasing your burdens. What is the gift that the wise being gives to you? Is it a material thing? Is it an embrace? Is it wisdom? What is this gift? You then say something to the wise and caring being. What is it? What do you say to them? The wise being responds with a look of pure, radiant love, picks up your burdens and leaves. You're alone again, but now you feel more stable, lighter, and even safer. And now that you've let go, you also feel free. Take three deep home breaths and say after each one, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. is the visualization for when you are carrying things and you need to drop them off. Um, it's good to relax in the moment. You can use it for your actor or for your person. Um, before we went to that, I told you I would share with you a book, an ebook. There's an actor, his name is, and I'm not going to slaughter his name. I'm just going to take you out to his site. And um, he has an ebook. He is a legit actor doing legit things. And he's also a teacher in LA but he's also an actor friend. And what I mean by that is he's someone who gives away the knowledge that I'm sharing with you today and some. And then I'll also share with you the site where I got the meditation from. Um, and there's visualization meditation. There's a, uh, there's a total of five. They're interesting. They're interesting. Let me see if I can share this. I just don't know how to do this, y'all. So let's see what that looks like. This is the link for um, the ebook called New Thoughts on Acting. I'm going to scroll down here. Right here, New Thoughts for Actors. And the actor who shares this is Jack Plotnick. See, I was about to call the man John. Jack Plotnick and jackplotnick.com. And I'm going to show you his site He um, so you can kind of see who he is. Delete, enter. They ain't going to let me do that. So not today, y'all. Sorry. All right, here we go. This is Jack Plotnick. I've seen him on a couple of other things, but at the bottom, if you scroll, these are all his movies and all the stuff that he's been in. Um, and you can kind of see where he shares. But if you go to his ebook right here, you can just download the ebook, it'll pop right on up. Um, but he also has affirmations for actors to help you get yourself together. And the last thing that I want to share, let me stop sharing that one. Let me get back to where I was because y'all know this new stuff. 
Yeah, I know y'all don't let me drive nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and the way I got the meditation from was here. And this is here. It was on backstage.com. Don't need the hundred dollars off. And it's right here. This guy right here, Craig Wallace, is his voice you hear in the background. He has meditations for artists, and there are five. And he talks about what they are, how to use them, and what they can help with. Big firm believer in that. So, guys, that has been my segment. My 20 minutes is up. I'm back with you guys. And I hope you enjoyed it. And I also suggest that you work on you so that you don't have to work on um, you while you're working on the character. There you go. There you go. Who's next? Um, I guess I'll go. Um, so um, I have two, different, two different segments. So I'll start with one. Um, we're always talking about this is the segment on just uh, inspiration. We always talk about inspiration for one of my segments. Um, and as I'm, we're studying different actors, and we have our favorite. We talked about last week. You know who's our, you know people that we admire, love their work. I was thinking about movies. So we always watch movies and television. So the question is, name three movies that you feel are masterclass worthy, like great techniques you can learn or just a great film that you can learn from a from an actor that's embodying everything that you feel that you feel is a great qualities of a great actor. Because everybody I notice has has their own way of thinking what a great actor is. Mm-hmm. Like as you talk to people, you're like, what are you thinking? This it could be, oh, they just look great. It's like what? <laughs> you know, it's different things that people so I don't judge off of that. So what do you think? So three movies or uh, that you feel that are that you feel are masterclass worthy. And so I, and then you explain one of them why. Um and since it's only three of us, we can really explain those um those ones very thoroughly. So my three that I, I picked, it was hard because I had like a, a, a list. And I, I mean I do have a list. So I'm just going to go ahead and choose these. So the three I picked was American Gangster, Fences, and Flight. Oh, okay. And so I picked that and uh, because mm. so the one that I actually, the one that I, I'm just going to, this one, I'm going to stick with this one. I'm going to stick with Fences. Um, it's between Fences and, and Flight. I really love them both. But I picked Fences because, of course, we're, I'm able to see the dynamic, dynamic between male and female, Viola Davis, and Denzel Washington. So I feel like being a guy or female, or whatever, you can always learn something from the opposite sex. We, I mean, you don't have to learn the physicality, but it's something that you can take away from them. And both of them actually were just breathtaking, in my opinion, and, and fences. Um, and the reason I chose fences is because it just was so raw. I love a good raw movie, something that just makes you just take, they take you on a journey and it just, they spill their guts out. And while also making it look really beautiful too. Um, and so watching Denzel Washington and Viola Davis, um, they just gave it they all. And one thing I loved about it was they weren't afraid to actually play and to take to take the risk. We look at fences on Broadway on stage and everything's really big and they always talk about for camera, things are small. But if you watch them, their performance was just like, this is who the character is. And I loved it because Viola, like we know, she had that little, that cry, the smile, we all know about that. And I loved it because I was watching an interview with Denzel Washington, and he said that he was actually actually shooting her. And she did that scene, and he said, what, what's this? This is not Rose. And he said, I'm not getting what I need from this character. And she said, well, it's for the camera. I got to make it small. I got to make it intimate. I, just, I can't do a lot. He said, no, I want you to tell Rose's story. I don't care about plays, Broadway. You tell the story. And I thought that was amazing because we were getting to these classes and they always tell you, okay, you got to be small. You got to, you know, fit fit for the camera. But what Denzel said was, who cares if the camera is there? Tell the story. I'll make the determination. He said, and she told the story. That's when we got the whole ugly cry. But I loved it because it was grounded. It was beautiful. It was truthful. You saw two people who just we're just at each other's like finding love, but also journey through everything else that's happening. And I just loved it, um, honestly. So I chose Fences, so everybody pretty really knows about that story though. Um, and if I had to name one more, it's the Flight. Denzel Washington did a beautiful job in Flight. Just the way he, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I just, I was watching it the other day and just his mannerism, 
to him being on that air, airplane. If you haven't watched it, I'm not going to spoil spoil it for you, but just watch it because he really took he took us on a journey. And I actually felt really bad for him and the uh, people that actually were on the airplane. So those were my two. Um, of course, I have so many other ones, but you guys can share your favorite. Right. Well, um, so the three that I chose, of course, I spoke about this last uh, couple of weeks back. I said mm -hmm. Emancipation because I couldn't even watch it. And it was the guy who played Fassel for me. And then um, another one is actually um, an older movie. It is, and if you've never seen it, you should watch it. It's Finding Forrester with Sean Connery. Wow. Um, that one that one really touched my heart. And then for the third one, I had a toss-up, um, but I didn't choose a, a movie. I chose a television show. Mm -hmm. And the reason I chose a television show is because if you have not watched, why is it escaping me? Oh my goodness, it's escaping me. Um, Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. If you have not watched it, watch it. Hmm. You will be so hooked on it. And the main character whose name escapes me right now, when I tell you she plays that role, she plays that role. And of course it's it's in a dystopian society where men rule and they're, they're straight by the Bible. Women hmm. have no right. They stripped all these women of all their powers. And if you had sinned, if someone reported that you had sinned and you were a woman and you were of childbearing age, they made you bear children. So basically, it's such a, a heartbreaking story. If you watch it, so the, the character, um, Elizabeth is her real name, but the character I'm following, she, the main character, she ended up taking someone else's husband. And that woman reported that she was an adulteress. So when they changed the society that women had no more rights, she became a childbearer because she could still have children. And the way that they did it was the women who couldn't have children who were who had not sinned and they could because having babies was difficult in this era. So basically they chose you and then you had to sleep with their husband. But the way it was done <laughs> is I would be laying here, Elizabeth would be laying right here, and my husband would be here. And as he's doing her, I'm moving back and forth as if we're doing something. And when she has the baby, it's ours. Wow. So it was, but just watching her fight, because when she had a daughter that they took from her, because children are sacred. So they took her daughter and then watching her fight and never give up her knee. And then watching her just play this role to me was someone who gave it their all. When I tell you she cried, she did an ugly Viola Davis cry. When I tell you she, she works the room and you can't help but watch it. And the sad part, no, I ain't gonna say the sad part. The most intriguing part for me is that I know she ain't gonna win, but every week when I watch it, I'll be like, come on, girl. And when she keep going back for the job, I'm like, just leave her ass a monkey. <laughs> I mean, as a black woman, you know, we started talking to the TV, we vested. Hmm. I'd be so invested, I'm like, oh no. And my thought process is, I'm gonna be on that show. Now, hmm. every time I say that, the show ends up getting canceled or whatever case may be because oh, of the But let me tell you right now, that is a show. I would say I get my right eye teeth, but I like my teeth. That I would give my first gray hair on the <laughs> left hand side of my edges. <laughs> oh my gosh. So those are mine. Mine. Um, and the reasons why is it is just it's so guttural, but you can feel it and forget that you're not a part of that world mm. and have the emotions. That I have, and I'm gonna say this right now. I don't know who is doing the editing, but if you listen to it, the soundtrack on every last one of them be like, you be like, just go ahead, get it, go ahead, get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, my three, I chose three movies, um, and and and, and like MCDP, you know, Denzel is is like, you know, the, the master, right? So my movie that he was in. And I remember an interview he did um, talking about how this on this particular movie, he learned from uh, somebody who he was uh, uh, inspired by or someone that, that was like a teacher to him. And that was on you know, Crimson Tide, Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman. Um, just the, 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 the contrast and, 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 you know, the, the, the calmness and, and the officialness of both of those actors going at each other in in a, in a hostile environment and closed environment. My uh, my second movie is um, No Country for Old Men, and, and and what stands out for me on that 
is the um, the quarter flip with a with a guy. You don't know. You really don't know. You know what's really going on because they're talking about you know what time the store closed. You know, um, you know why you need that information, right? But underneath what they're talking about when he flips that corn, when he flips that that quarter, and he's asking shoes. You know, here's the tails, right? And the guy want to know what he's he's choose, he's flipping for, right? That's when it clicks. This guy's going to try to is it may possibly uh, kill him, you know. And hey, this this is you know you choose. So it's 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 an intense. It's but it's a very calm and 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 eerie kind of scene. And my last one is more environmental. They didn't have, I mean, they had a lot of talking, but not much, much talking, but it's just environmental, right? Uh, tears, tears, tears of the sun. That one, Bruce Willis. Um, you know, it's an, it's an emotional movie, but you got all these, the jungle environment, water, you got all these different environments. And as an actor, you, you know, you get into a scene and you got to take, the entire environment as 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 how you is you know how you're going to deliver your lines you know it may be raining right water i had a i had a, a tv show where it just just started raining we still had to go out there in the rain and shoot and i still had to deliver my lines so all these environmental factors that's that's that will will affect you know your emotion how you feel uh, um, you know how, your body wet you know all that stuff all that contributes to how you deliver your lines and some of those scenes right there and and pretty much all of it the whole movie is, is environmental so and emotional with all the different people you know bodies and everything and guns and everything so that's my top one tears of the sun okay. all right guys if you're watching and you want to um chime in please feel free to do so we are here for it wow that's interesting mm -hmm. um you have another segment, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because I can't think of the, these actors. Um, and I don't even, can't even look it up right now. But when you, when you uh, wrote, when you said a TV show, um, the one that actually came to mind, and that someone told me about it some months ago. But it's, I think it's, I think it was on, I think it was on Hulu, not Hulu. Maybe I got, I got to think about it again. But or All Black, All Black, the little, but Sixty First Street. Have you guys heard of that? No, no. Okay. It's what I forgot when I, I'll let you guys know next time. But the guy who played what is his name? The guy who um the preacher's wife. He was the actual Whitney Houston's husband, Courtney Vance. Uh huh. He he was in it. He actually did really a beautiful job. Um, played a lawyer and so forth. Um, it was really great. Um, but that actually was that's another. All the characters on there were they were just flawless. Um, because when you said TV show, I was like, what TV show? Could I go back to? Um, but yeah, so my other segment is always the word on the street. So I always like to uh, pick up, find something that a casting director has, has said, or maybe it could be an actor, but I'm still on casting director. And again, we always talk about um, Erica. And so this one stood out to me. I'm going to read the whole post since we have some time. But the post was called How to Stand Out in Your Self-Tapes. And so... I was like, okay, let me read it. And it's funny because I'm excited and then she drops it and it's like, okay, it makes sense. So she says, want to know the secret of standing out in your sub-tapes? Hint, it's not props or music. She said, act well. That's it. She said, I'm sorry to tell you that there's no one size fit all note, nor is there some trendy taping technique to employ that you will move the needle. You need to give a strong performance. You need to be present, connected, actively listening. You need to be fully in your body. You need to have your have done your homework on the project and you need to fill in the gaps where information might be lacking. In a word, you need to do good work. Anything else um any anything else is icing on a cake, not the whole cake. Your props, your beautiful three-point lighting ring, your brand spanking new mics can all be useful. But the thing that's going to get you the job is your performance. In a sea of tapes, the work is what stands out. Always, not how beautiful someone's backdrop is. She says, casting offices um, 
in a casting office, it's the same thing that makes a grip come up to you after take after you take on a set and say, wow, that was amazing to watch. It starts and ends with your technique and how you use it to find your way to this particular character who exists in a specific world. If you are trying other things in an effort to stand out, I promise you they will work against you because they're pulling your energy away from what's important. Remember, you're, you've always seen notes from casting that say the tone of a specific project is real and grounded. That very broad note exists because people do stuff that's off the wall in their tapes, maybe even going against their own instincts, but all in service of standing out. Your truthful work is what we remember. We won't remember the color of your taping wall, but we will never forget a great read. Nice. I like it. So I, I thought I it was great because, you know, me and Ro has had this conversation before, you know, working with her and just, it's like, oh, that's great. Like, I think sometimes, I think one time I remember coming in or stressing about what I was going to wear or something. And she was like, is that going to get you the job? And then like, it just, <laughs> and I remember because I was stressed. She said, you are putting your energy in the wrong thing. Who cares? They go, that's why they got wardrobe for you. But <laughs> there you go. I, guess I was trying to embody, and she understood that I, what I was doing, but she also saw that all my energy was really going into what I was going to put on because I kept asking her questions. She was just like, and you guys know, Rose, she's like, don't ask me again. Doesn't <laughs> make sense. Like, we're not going to talk about this. Like, do the work. And so when she said this, it just made sense because we do worry about those things, and I get it. Create the environment. Some people got these movie, these cameras that's like make you look like you're on set. And I think that's beautiful too. And it may work for some people, but I love that she had a confirmation of saying it's all about doing the work. Just act well. That's there it. You go. One of the things that I that I noticed is in, in in all the people that I had, not everybody, but for the most part, um, is that the moment you say audition, people get nervous. Oh, I got an audition today. Oh my goodness. But here's the thing. If you ever take a look at a C-mail, if you ever take a look at an email, most casting directors say you have been invited. So if you stop thinking of it as an audition and think of it more as an invitation. Invitation. And when you get an invitation, yes, you dress the part. If they say that this is a, a black and white ball, you wear black and white. A black tie affair, casual, dressing casual, whatever. So yes, you're going to dress for the character. But you're going to the event to enjoy. And so when we say audition, we're no longer enjoying the process. Mm -hmm. We're saying, oh my goodness, I got to audition, I got to learn these lines. But if you really think about it, it's like, oh, I have an invitation. I have an invitation to go and play with the casting director. Because if you change your mindset, Versus, oh, I have an I have an audition and I got to get my reader, got to get right, whatever. No, if I have an invitation to play with the other, think like children do. Mm -hmm. I have a play date. I'm going to play with Erica Breen in her office and her team. Oh, my goodness. So when I get there, yes, I've done the work. I've researched the show. I paid attention to the tone. But I'm allowing, because here's I heard people say perform, perform, perform. But if you let think of it as I already got the gig. I'm going there to discover what else this character can do. Hmm. So I changed my mindset. It makes it a little bit easier for me to get into that room. Um, Cedric will tell you when I first met him, I was like, Cedric, I hate in-person auditions. Oh my mm -hmm. goodness. I love the self-tape because my confidence was really low. On a self-tape, I ain't got to worry about your eyes judging me. I ain't got, but here's the thing. If I had learned to use whatever they were giving me, it might have led to a different discovery versus me going to perform what I put together in a house by myself. By myself, I can only guesstimate what my reader's going to do. I was doing a scene with, uh, no, matter of fact, it was a scene with Cedric. And my characters didn't want to go back to school. Daughter didn't want to go back to school. And so the last line, I'm going to make it up just for the sake of I know this hasn't been cash yet. But and the last line was, I wish they would. So that's the first way, the first time he delivered it, he was like, I wish they would. But the second time, 
unbeknownst to me, he was like, I wish they would. And I was like, because I wasn't prepared for that, which is good, but I was being flexible in that whatever he gave me, that's what I reacted off of. If I rehearsed it so much that I couldn't react to what he said, then I might as well not send a tape in because guess mm. what? I'm not affecting them. And that's why I say it's always good to have somebody who you know will push you as, as a reader, especially in this day and age of read at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I like <laughs> I like to do the uh, I like to be the other character. It's actually how I got my first agent out of uh, out of New York. Is being the other character. Whenever I was reading for somebody, I wanted to make sure that they didn't know what was going to hit them. And I also wanted them to have a real person to talk to. So that part, and the reason I said not to perform is because if you're being honest, it's just you in that situation. Period. But you got to lend yourself to your experiences to get there. And there it is. All I got. So I just think of the audition as an invitation to go and collaborate, to play, to rehearse. Um, even if it's a self-tape. If it's even if it's a self-tape, because when you schedule that with your reader, you gotta be like, yo, when can we, you know, when can we knock that out? Um, it's gotten to a point now where because we were uh, on break, till now I'm actually finding the joy in the audition and um and sitting in that for just a moment. Mm-hmm. And even when you think about when we go back to what Erica said, I, I look at she has a point because when I think about certain actors that I've seen certain self tapes, when we think about the guy, um, uh, Afonso, I think he did. He's on P Valley. He's the the, uh, the lead on P Valley. Mm-hmm. His I saw his self tape was for it. He has a regular white, regular. The wall look like it's in colors. Like it looked half white, a little bit yellow. Like it's dirty. And he in the corner, like you can see the crack of the corner. Now you know how we got flat crack of the corner. Mm-hmm. Somebody holding the, the the phone, it's shaking a little bit. You can tell, and he booked a serious regular off that role. And so it goes back, this was to say he did the work, and it was a great work, I man, great. So I was like, wow, we don't need all that. Yes, it's great, and if you have it, that's cool. But I love that she said, just do the work, and we'll see the rest. And it does work. You know what I also want to say is a lot of times actors are going to these coaches looking for validation. Um, You're looking for them to approve your work. And I think I've been past that for a minute. And if I'm wrong, y'all can stop me. Both of y'all have worked with me. But I'm quick to say, what do you think? I mean, even though I have my own opinions, Mm -hmm. I want to know. Because at the end of the day, I have been, I had a coach one time and she was a hot mess. Cedric and I were in her class and she was like, we couldn't leave until the class was over, even if you had already gone. Like people don't have jobs. Anyway, um, she decided I had an audition for come on, what was Jordan Peele's movie, the first one? Uh uh Get Out. Nope, get out. Yep. I had an audition for that. I auditioned for the sheriff. Erica Alexander ended up playing that role. And so I read the script, I did the work, I did everything I was supposed to do. And I went to her place to get some coaching. And she decided I needed to send her the tape. So I sent her the tape. And the next thing I know, she was at my door. And she was like, nope, we need to do it again. And she said, it's not over. It's not funny enough. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, Jordan Peele is a, com- a comedic writer. That's not what I got from the script. Mm-mm. But that's what she said. And so since I was looking for validation from her, I allowed her to make me choose sunflower seeds. Go, Yeah, whatever. Totally different. And I did not turn in my original tape. Not to say I would have gotten the role, but here's what's important. What's important is if I lose an audition, let it be of my own accord. Not because someone else told me that made me think that their opinion and their know-how is more than mine. Especially when I did the work. And I think that it haunted me for a long time because even when my manager, no longer my manager now, but my manager said, uh, "You're you're not angry enough. And do it again and i did work based on what she said and turned it in and it took me an entire year to get called back into that office because they was like what the world is this 
Mm. Um, it wasn't grounded. It was over the type. It was really, really theatrical. And I was like, this is not, I don't have to play angry. If you have looked at me, look. Mm. <laughs> there I, it is. I emote anger when I'm sitting still. So I thought to myself, this isn't going to work for me. And a lot of things, um, I really have to search my soul, but I'm just saying, a lot of actors are looking for something outside of themselves to validate themselves. Guys, you are here. You are invited because they think you have it. If you don't think you have it, there's nothing they can do. It's like MCDP said earlier. There's nothing they can do if you're not ready to receive what it is. And people recognize things in you that you don't. But until you're ready to um, recognize it, it's not going to matter. It's not so going to matter. And I, I really want to address one more thing because I know I've been getting kind of wordy. I want to address they. Please, y'all, who is this imaginary they that y'all give all this power to? Yes. They said, and they said, and they said, and they said, and who is they? Hmm. I really want you, somebody in the chat, tell me who they is because I need to go find them. Hmm. And tell it me to close their mouth. Because they're going from their reality, but their reality isn't your reality. I'm telling you right now, people have said, I don't know why you trying to do this, girl. You ain't gonna never make it. You ain't, I don't want, I don't want to hear that. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. And you can watch me from afar because I'm gonna do what I want to do. That's yeah, yeah. that's your reality. You trying to project your perception of my reality on me. Nah, boo, I got a <laughs> whole nother um, menu. There it is. That I'm ordering from, you can keep that. I remember when they said don't use props. Remember that? Oh. Buddy. Huh. I done booked several commercials using props. Football. Buckets. And not everything is for everybody. Like, right. I know some people who will tell you, you know, to mix it up. I ain't doing no special effects. Mm-mm. I don't have time. Let me tell you right now. The way my schedule looks, I want, I have, take the word want because I don't want nothing. I have so many auditions. That I don't have time to be fading in, fading out, moving up and down. Got time to do that. I'm going to just change the, the perspective on that and make it work for me. Mm-hmm. And when you call me back, if you want something different, you can make that adjustment in the room. There you go. Because I know y'all don't notice now it's starting to say uh, actors do not have to memorize lines now in the script. Mm-hmm. Because they were giving us such a fast turnaround and people were killing themselves. But if you like six, seven auditions, I remember one time I think. DP, then one time I had 11 auditions in a week. It, it was damn near close. It was bananas. And if I tried to memorize, and some of them was six, seven pages, and they were like, you got two days. I was exactly. like, I'm supposed to eat. Why? <laughs> and how can you, you know, you rush somebody to you know, a turnaround of two days? Yeah, I mean, you can't even, you, you don't even have confidence yet because you still got to break the script down and, 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 and work it. Two days, you don't have time. And you have to find every little nuance in there. There are things that you miss because you're trying to rush and read it, read it, read it over and over again. And a lot of people make the mistake of trying to memorize it the moment they get it. When you get a script, if the first thing you do is memorize, you, you might as well just you, kiss that audition goodbye. You're in line. This is a wrap for you. If, if that's that's problem, real. That's a wrap. It start memorizing lines. You got a problem. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing is a coach that I, the biggest pet peeve I have is when someone memorizes the line and they cannot take the adjustment. I have had somebody deliver the line. The line might be, I want a peanut butter sandwich. And they rehearsed it. I want a peanut butter sandwich. I'm like, but you real, real hungry. I want a peanut butter sandwich. No, I mean, you haven't eaten in three days. I want a peanut butter sandwich. Good. I was like, um, so you do know you're saying that same line again twice? The same, the exact same way every time? Because they can't take the justice. So find you a coach that's going to challenge you every step of the way. And if you have a hard time changing your lines, then I'm going to tell you this. Try doing your lines to three different people. Make one of them an older person. I mean, old, like in a nursing home, old. Make the other one a child. And make the other one your best friend. You can try right now. Try, I want a peanut butter sandwich to an old man. In a nursing home. It don't sound the same. You know why? Because right. old people don't hear so good. Exactly. So you got to toss them. I want a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Tell it to a kid. Yeah. I want a peanut It changes. And so if you just change that, you can change the, and practice it. Because when you get on set, they may tell you, I want you to deliver 
a different way or she's not angry she's not mean he's not deaf you don't know what they're gonna give you so be ready mm -hmm. and that's me y'all hmm. there you go i'm sorry i had to turn the fan on y'all i got hot all right <laughs> well y'all we got six well five minutes left five minutes left five minutes to Man, wrap us up all right anybody in the oh okay i see y'all out there make sure you, I, I know you got we, somebody chatting now not yet they we, they're in the room they're just not chatting yeah. um, oh so what's gonna happen is um i'm so i've been slacking on the commercials i i have a little more time now i will make some more commercials for advertising because people you know we haven't really done a launch launch so the only time they catch us if they happen to see us on our page so i will make it a point to um put out some advo this time and hopefully we'll have our entire crew but guess what it's okay i don't know why y'all know my something wrong with me because i just thought about here's a story Oh no! <laughs> you know what it was? I was looking at our things on here, and all of a sudden, it just popped in my head. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Don't, don't, I'm not wrapped too tight, but today I'm wrapped all right. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, um, being that it's powder season, there'll be lots and lots to do, um, so we can kind of have something to piggyback on. Mm -hmm. I, I suggest, guys, if you are not in a classroom, and it's okay. Um, because what I learned is, is um, in the, we talked about faith talks and manifesting. One of the things they talked about is if you want a class, the universe will give you more class. <laughs> if you are auditioning, the universe will give you more audition. Just remember to be thankful for where you are. But if you're not in a class, there's so much available online, especially if you're on a budget. Remember that everything is not for everybody. So don't get in and be like, well, so-and-so said this and so-and-so said this. I had a hard time when I first, um, when I was in Atlanta and I went to, I went to a casting director workshop. One casting director doesn't like headshots in landscape. Another casting director doesn't like your headshots. If you turn it, you only see one ear. Another casting director doesn't like it if it's cut too far out. I was like, if you try to please everybody, you ain't gonna please nobody. So that being said, you guys just try to fall somewhere what's safe for you and what works for you. I'm starting to, I saw an old headshot that I paid like $800 for and I did not like it back in the day. I kind of look like um, a dude. <laughs> um, but now I actually see it and I actually like it. Um, the good news is that I still look like that. Would I use it? I haven't, I haven't decided. It wasn't a picture that my son took. It was this famous guy from out of LA. But he didn't tell me that for my $800, I was going to be two pictures, but I would have had to check him real quick, chin check him, but that's all right. I'm sorry, <laughs> y'all. I'm working on my anger, man. <laughs> oh, man. So, but anyway, we look forward to seeing you guys. Anybody got anything for last words? Mm. I'll just go back to what I said when I first started. Don't let nobody rush you uh, rush your process. And I have to remind myself that every single day. And it's okay if you slip and you fall, but just remember. Because just you only get one life and it's only one you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Take your time. Well, Take I'll go back to um what I said. The only thing that matters is the here and now. Um, especially in the in an audition. Yesterday's gone. So when you walk out of that room today. And it's tomorrow. Don't be looking at it. It's it's done. If they call you, when they call you, then go ahead and celebrate your win. I'm not saying forget it, but let it go. Don't let it. Don't let it stay in your heart too long, because you wishful thinking doesn't make it so. Um, and don't take the day for granted. And I mean that as an actor, as a person. Um, we we all have things and people that people are coming and going left and right, but just know that you did the best job you could and leave it there there you go and one thing i say is you know you know live life i say acting is is is, is true life it's just your actual living I mean, use it use it um, you can't go wrong with it just be natural be who you are and that's that i mean and i'm sorry and that's a good live life because in order to get on the set and be these characters you have to live a life and so sometimes i find people that aren't living life they just wait for that next audition they at the computer like is mm -hmm. the seatbelt coming <laughs> and it's like no it's not coming because you can just, i mean it's just 
you got to experience something in order to bring it there. And that's one thing I had to learn, too, is even from last maybe last year in the beginning, like I was so excited or pressed for them to come that I still wasn't enjoying life because life is still happening and you're not promised to tomorrow. So enjoy it. it so you can use that situation to bring it back for these characters. There well, I'm gonna go. say one more thing before we got wrap out. I'm um during the season when I'm on set, I'm watching these actors. Those days can be extremely long. I there have been days that my call time was 6 a.m. and I did not wrap until after midnight. So live life now because when you do get on set, you have absolutely no control of your schedule. You don't because you don't know when you're going to end. So that doesn't tell if you, you don't know when you're going to end on Tuesday to know when you're going to start on Wednesday. Exactly. So you have no control. So if you are not living now in your downtime, do you think you're going to live when you're trying to build a career? You will live. However, as your career grows, so does the demand for you grow. And mm-hmm. so at this point, now you got, well, we want you on this set. Now we want you on, on the, the talk show. And then we want you for the magazine shoot. And also there's a radio spot we want you to do. So yes, it's going to be everything you hope for, but you have to live now to get there. And that's my word. Word on the street is we out. <laughs> 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 Thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Next Bye. week.